Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Joe Wright with Madlit Musings, and I'm super happy to have you all back today for another podcast. And today we have with us Ruth Douthit, who is coming out with a brand new illustrated children's book, which Ruth, you've told me that this was like a dream come true to have this book come out. Am I right? Yes, it's 34 years in the making, and it's finally here. That's so exciting. So tell us a little bit about the book, the title, and um, I'm sure we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the illustrations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, so about 34 years ago, I started thinking about becoming a writer and illustrator, and I wanted to start off with a picture book. So I sat down at our kitchen table. We were living in Cherry Point Marine Corps Air Station. My husband was out on a TDY and I was alone and just jotted down some ideas for this book and the idea of illustrating it. And I pictured in my head a boy prince entering a mysterious forest to slay a fierce dragon all by himself. Hmm. So it became Peter and the Dragon Forest. I've always loved the name Peter. And I thought if I have a son, I'll name him Peter. Um, so fast forward about 30 years, <laughs> almost 30, I say about 33 years, and I had a few books published, mm-hmm. one trilogy called the Dragon Forest Trilogy. Mm-hmm. The, the book ended up being a children's chapter book, you know, a full you know novel, uh, a right. trilogy. <laughs> because I just, I don't know, I kind of got away from the idea of illustrating it. So I released that trilogy from 2011 to 2015 and kind of set aside the picture book idea until last year when Canva, you know, I I joined Canva and started working on Canva and realized I could probably do a children's book using Canva. So I hooked in my husband to join me because he worked on the movie Anastasia a whole bunch of years ago as uh, one of the artists. And he himself has illustrated a, a few books for people. Okay. So I pretty much begged him and bribed him with Mexican food to uh, help me with this. <laughs> hey, and when you he can started... bribe so many people with Mexican food. Right. Just throw that in. Beautifully. <laughs> and so uh, I asked him to do a few sketches and he did. And I fell in love with it. I thought, oh, this is actually going to happen, isn't it? So we used Canva to put all the illustrations in and format the book. And lo and behold... This month, it came out and met all my expectations. In fact, I think it surpassed my expectations. So that's exciting. Finally came true. Yeah, it's just, yeah, my husband did an outstanding job of telling the story with visuals. So that's awesome. And I guess I didn't realize your husband had worked on Anastasia, which is a really popular, popular animated film. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, it was that was pretty cool from 97 to no, I'm sorry, 95 to 97. He was working in the studio here in Phoenix, Arizona. He still keeps in touch with quite a few of the author uh, artists who worked with him. And sure. so, yeah, it's nice awesome. to see his name on the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's well deserved, too. And the, the pictures are stunning. So the storybook, it's it's an illustrated storybook. So what age group is it mainly intended for? I'd say from seven on up. So if if parents out there have younger kids, you'll have to read it to them and kind of explain things. But I have received a few messages from parents reading the book to their four-year-olds, five-year-olds, and they just love it, mostly Mm. because of the visuals. But the parents, I think, have to, you know, do the explaining of the story. So (laughs) seven years on up, if you want your child to read it alone 
but there are places in the back of the book where they can color, you know, draw their own dragons and oh, wolves and yeah, and a sword and a castle. So it's kind of fun. But yeah, so I would say seven on up if you want them to read it on their own. And then uh, parents are going to have to read it with your kids if they're younger than that. So Okay. All right. That's awesome. So I know, I know we don't want to, you know, spoil the entire story, but tell us just <laughs> a little bit about Peter and the dragon forest and any of the, the themes that might be integrated into the story. Sure. Well, if you haven't read the dragon forest, it's about a boy prince who feels like he's not a real prince because he's a boy and he has a wooden sword and he can't fight his father, the king's battles with his knights, you know, so he feels very left out. And one day he overhears his father, the king, talking with his knights about possibly slaying the dragon of the dragon forest, a very legendary dragon, for its scales, because its scales are the most powerful of any you know dragon. And an army that had those scales for weapons and shields would be invincible. So wow. Peter takes upon himself to finally become a prince, and he hops on his horse to go into the mysterious dragon forest to slay the dragon for himself, you know, by himself to get those scales for his father. Then he'll be a real prince, right? And he'll have his father's attention and he'll save the kingdom and he'll be the hero he's always wanted to be because he's always surrounded, you know, he's been surrounded by people who tell him what a prince should be, brave and courageous and strong and able to slay dragons. So he figures, well, Maybe I should do this on my own. But when he enters the dragon forest, this mysterious forest he's heard about all his life from his teachers, he finds that it's not what he thought it would be. And this fierce dragon isn't what he thought it would be either. So by the end of the story, Peter finds out what it means to be a prince. And he finds out that it's more than just being brave, strong, and slaying dragons. A lot of it is about compassion and you know, understanding that he has to serve the kingdom and not just uh, be a hero, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, it sounds like there's definitely some spiritual allegory in there. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you intended that or not. <laughs> you know, I can stretch anything and turn it into a spiritual allegory if I try. <laughs> of course you can. You're a great author. That's why. <laughs> well, I, I definitely did. And in, in the Dragon Force trilogy, you, you'll see those those themes, those Christian themes of self-sacrifice and loyalty and faithfulness. And the the dragon is a stalwart figure in that series. And the relationship between Peter and the dragon and his father is, you know, paramount. It's it's what forms the foundation of that series. So with Peter and the Dragon Forest, this the dragon is also this mysterious, far-off creature that he's heard about. What when he meets the dragon. He finds out it's not what he thought it was going to be. And I kind of saw it through the child, uh, the eyes of a child, because they sometimes see God as far off and abstract and unapproachable and this cosmic, you know, mm. person that they're, mm -hmm. they're told about. But when you come as a child to God, as I did, I was seven years old, I found that he's not like that at all he's very near and you can pray to this god and he loves you and so right. much so that he sacrificed himself right. so i kind of wanted i wanted to open up a chance for parents to talk to their children as they're reading the story how uh, god is approachable and isn't huh. this mysterious cruel mean thing you know entity that they might have in the right. back of their mind you know right 
right yeah this secret thing that hides in the woods and shadows mm-hmm. and comes out and roars at you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah now is this picture book connected in any way to the trilogy that you have out as in are they the same character and it's kind of like an introduction for younger readers into what's to come as they get older yes exactly and i had the privilege of reading the book to a group of second graders not too long ago and that was one of the questions of the little boy which I thought was a great question. So good for you, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, yeah, he asked, how is this connected to the big Dragon Forest book, he called it. And I said, it it is an introduction to, it's the same character, same setting, same dragon, you know, situation too. And so it is like the introduction to the characters that you'll find in the Dragon Forest. So I told him, when you get older, you can read Dragon Forest. Because he asked, you know, why don't we see the battle and the war and all this stuff? I said, well, that's for the older kids. When you get old enough, about 10 years old, then you can read the dragon forest and you'll, it goes into more detail about Peter and his quest to help his father's kingdom. So I love that. It's always fun when you're a kid to have kind of that introductory book into a story. Like I remember when I was little, I'd read um, with these little, I don't know if they were picture books, but they were like, really basic versions of you know the lion the witch and the wardrobe mm-hmm. and then when I got older and found out there was a big thick it seemed really thick to me at the time a big <laughs> thick book that I could read about the characters it was so exciting because they just kind of graduated with you into the older years me too I did that with Robin Hood and King Arthur I had the little yeah. chapter books at the library yep. about those stories and thought oh that's that's it that's the end and then as I got older I realized no 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 there's actual big books about these stories and it goes on and so yeah I agree with you I think it's pretty neat for kids to see that it's like a little introductory to literature and then they get to see the full-blown literature books so yeah, that's so cool. I love that. And it's these are the types of books that we honestly we need out into the world right now. I mean, there's a lot of families I see even on social media going, is there any quality stories that we can have our kids read that we don't have to censor or mm. you know, that we can trust is going to give them if not a spiritual message, ethical and moral themes involved in the stories. Yes, that's so true. So yeah, I'm very honored that we were able to meet that need with Peter and the Dragon Forest. It's just a good old fashioned, you know, boy on a quest, uh, a boy destined to do something greater than himself type of story. So right, right. And you yourself have a background in education too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a former middle school writing teacher. And that was a great, that was a lot of fun, a privilege, I consider it. Um, to teach these kids writing. It, it really was a privilege. I keep in touch with many of my former students too, and they're doing very well. Of course, they're all getting married and having kids. So I feel very old. <laughs> but yeah, they well, remember- you know, that kind of comes with it, I suppose. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were, my husband and I were youth pastors. Well, I wasn't a youth pastor. I was married to the youth pastor um, quite a few years ago. And this weekend we went and listened to one of our um, our students um, teaching at a conference and, and, you know, she's got three kids of her own now and everything. And afterwards I went up to her and I said, this isn't right. I feel like I'm supposed to go pick you up at your track meet after high school, not <laughs> listen to you at a conference. <laughs> it is. It's so humbling, 
but mm-hmm. I love it too. They're, they're all doing so well. That's awesome. And, um, and they do remember me mentioning this story. So when I posted it on uh, social media, some of them were like, Oh, she finally did it. I said, yeah. She finally did it. Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, God's timing's perfect. So mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it helps to have a background in, you know, education, but also working with, um, the, the kids that are the age groups that you're targeting with these stories too, because you're not just trying to guess at what interests them or how to interact with them. You actually have personal experience. That's true. It, it, I mostly write for kids, but I've also written for adults now too. So the, the children's voice is so different when you're writing, you're writing for these kids, you need to know. And one thing when I've, I've had parents review some of my books, they'll tell me, I like how your characters uh, are, are heard by the adults. The adults aren't talking down to them. You know, they're, they're, Mm. they appreciate what what the kids have to say. And, and with this story, yeah, dragons, they're so popular. And I don't even know when there was a time when they weren't popular, but kids love dragons right now. I went to a school event last Friday and when they saw my dragon books, they just rushed over to me because because I draw too. I had the illustrations out there and all of them were saying, oh, I just love dragons. These are sixth, seventh and eighth graders. So, you know, definitely consider what kids are reading right now, what they like right now. And then you can write a story that has these morals, these principles that you want them to, these themes that you want them to discover as they're reading your books. So uh, I definitely, yeah, when I was a teacher, I was able to see the books that they were reading and the books that they were buying at the book fairs, you know, and I would ask them questions. Why, why do you like this story? What is it about this story? And and I found them coming up to me and saying, this book's not very good. And this book's really good. And you should have it in your classroom library. So, uh, and then some of them would tell me, you should write a story about this, Miss Delta. You should write a story about that. But I took notes and I, I'm definitely writing some of those books today. So yeah, I definitely had a fantastic opportunity to sit and talk with my target audience and find out who they are and what they, they want to see in a book. That's so cool. I love that. And it, it makes me all the more excited to read Peter and the Dragon Forest, which is actually published under your um, children's book author name, which is R.A. Douthit. Correct. Yeah. Co-illustrated by your husband, Scott. But you do write um, adult books, too. And you have another one coming out in, I believe it's May, right? Yes, May 30th, The Doors of Rome. And I'm so excited to write this. I will be giving it to my editor pretty soon, just going through and revising a few scenes because we had the privilege of going to Rome in 2018 for our 30th wedding anniversary. And I was taking all these pictures of the doors of Rome and found how beautiful they were and decided, well, I'm going to write a story about it. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun writing some adult books. I've written a romantic comedy, a couple of light romances, but now this is my first foray into women's fiction. So it's about a 55, well, about she's about 52 year old married woman who she and her husband uh-huh. married late in life. So they're childless, but she's seeking adventure for her life. And he's always saying, well, we have to wait till I retire. Once I retire, then we can have adventure. So she decides, no, I'm going to find this adventure on my own. So it's about her adventures in Rome with her best friend, Edith, what they discover about each other about to themselves and they happen to transform a few lives that they're you know they encounter on the way too so it's been it's been a great thrill to uh describe Rome and write about it knowing that you know I had been there before so yeah 
I think readers will enjoy this tale of Millie running through the streets of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved running through the streets of Rome too. I was there <laughs> in the early 2000s and um, anything Rome captures my attention because I told my mm. husband, I said, whether you like it or not, that's where we're retiring. I'm going to mm -hmm. write books mm -hmm. on a piazza with a little espresso glass in front of me and I don't care what you do. That's just what I'm doing. So <laughs> I've got my retirement planned. I think Edith you and go. her friend have, you know, the right, the right idea. <laughs> yeah. Once you've been there, you just, you never forget it. It's so no, amazing. It is. It just, it oozes history too. I mean, it just, yeah. it's just dripping with. It's, it's hard to explain to it. people. Yeah. How you're walking down the street and you're seeing modern yeah. hotels and stores. And then you turn yeah. the corner and you're in ancient Rome where Julius yep. Caesar was killed. And then you. Yep in a corner and you're a little bit you know Rome from the 1500s and it's just mm -hmm. mind-boggling <laughs> right and then all of a sudden you're standing in the cave where they supposedly imprisoned the apostle Peter and you're mm -hmm. like wait what <laughs> yeah and yeah the crazy. basilica where he the altar mm -hmm. is and it's so mm -hmm. ornate and gorgeous yeah. yeah 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 I even went to one of those you know out of the way back alley churches and then you go down into their basement and suddenly you're in underground Rome which mm. is an entirely new experience for anybody. It's, right. it's Rome underfoot that a lot of people don't even realize exists. Yeah, so, we have a lot of guides tell us that too. Yeah, yeah, and the, it's it's weird too because I went down not to get off on a tangent, but I went <laughs> down these stairs and the first corner I turned, there was this face carved out of marble um, on wow. a pillar, and it was just literally eye level, and I was like, whoa, was not prepared for that. Um, but it just really brought back the times of ancient Rome and how ornate everything was. So when you say with your book title, the doors of Rome, I mean, literally in Rome, any door you open is not only interesting on the outside, but it's interesting on the inside too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's one of the, the themes of the book too. Yeah. We noticed yeah. that too. I love that. I love it. All right. So if readers want to um, get a hold of Peter and the Dragon Forest, your Dragon Trilogy, or pre-order The Doors of Rome, which I strongly encourage everybody to do because that sounds amazing. Where mm -hmm. do we go to find more out about this? You can go to Amazon and they're all on there for purchase or pre-order. And you can go to my website at artbyruth.com to see more about my books and mm -hmm. sign up for my newsletter. I give away books. Yep. And you can also see some of my artwork, the illustrations that I've done for my children's books. It's just a fun place to browse through and definitely sign up for my newsletter. Awesome. And follow you on Facebook too. I've been following you on Facebook lately. Yes. And I see that you're going to have a, a a launch party coming up for Peter and the Dragon with some pretty cool illustrators joining you. So it sounds like it's going to be a really neat oh, time. Yeah, it's going to be so fun on March 30th, uh, my birthday. So it's a great wow. way to celebrate Peter and the Dragon Forest. We're going to launch it out into the world, talk about it. I'll be drawing some dragons to give away to people who attend and those who comment will get free goodies. So yeah, definitely going to be a fun time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for being with us today here at Madlet Musings and um, stay in touch because we're going to need to talk more about Doors of Rome and other stuff that I know you're going to have coming out in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.